Who is it? Pizza delivery, ma'am. A stranger's voice spoke softly from behind the door. Pizza delivery? Shit, ma, ma! David screamed into the cell phone. He stopped screaming when his throat was raw. He listened. Pizza? I didn't order any pizza, Nadine said through the door. A special delivery from your son, David, the stranger said. Fuck me, David whispered under his breath. Well, how nice. David, thank you, Nadine shouted back down the hallway toward the phone. David's heart started beating out of his chest. He rushed to the door, hammering on it. He pressed the cell phone to his ear as if he could actually climb through it. David heard the front door open and a muffled exchange between his mother and the pizza delivery stranger. His heart beat out of control, sweat coating his flabby, hairy body. Thank you, young man, Nadine said, and David heard her walking back down the hallway to the kitchen. Ma, ma, don't open that box. Get rid of it. He heard his mother set the box down on the kitchen table and lift the telephone receiver to her wrinkled ear. David, I got your delivery. But why didn't you tell me you were buying dinner for your old mother? Because I didn't order any pizza. You need to throw that box out, now. David, don't be foolish. I'm looking at the pizza box on the kitchen table. It's strange, I don't see the usual Pig Hut logo. You trying something new? No, goddammit, Ma. Language, David, Nadine barked back. Mom, listen to me. If you've ever loved me, throw that pizza outside and lock the front door. Nonsense, Nadine said, opening the box. Immediately, she screamed. Ma, how delicious. Look at that cheese. Oh, David, bless you. Nadine sounded like she was in heaven. Ma? Nadine reached into the box to grab a piece when the cheese formed a face and a giant mouth opened and screamed at her. Ah! Nadine screamed as the telephone connection went dead. David stood there with his cell phone dead in his ear. Marty and Kevin sat slumped in the interrogation room. After who knows how many hours, the G-men finally pulled them out of their individual holding cells and plopped them collectively into this cinder block interrogation room. You know, we couldn't write anything more cliche than this room, Kevin said, looking at the small space. No shit, Marty said. He was beat, absolutely exhausted. You think maybe we could get some goddamn coffee? Marty shouted at the two-way mirror. He knew that the feds were watching them. They had been in this room for at least 30 minutes. What is this, a doctor's office? We're on federal time now, brother, Kevin said, tapping his fingers on the steel table. When the door opened and FBI Director Malcolm Tibbs stepped in, smoking a cigarette in his black suit and messy white hair, the boys started giggling. FBI Director Malcolm Tibbs stepped up to the steel table and turned the chair around. He sat on it facing the young shits, John Wayne style. He didn't say anything for a full minute. He smoked and stared, and he blinked. That was it. Nothing more. Marty was the first one to stir. He hated the man, and wasn't about to sit there and be intimidated by him. 
Who the fuck are you? Here we go again, Kevin said. You want coffee? You give me some answers, FBI Director Malcolm Tibbs said, dragging on his cigarette. We don't know shit about these pizza things, Marty said. Now, let's cut the shit. We have intel that says you guys and those other dipshits in holding are the only ones in the city limits who have successfully killed these pizza things, FBI Director Malcolm Tibbs said. Intel, Marty said, laughing scornfully. Kevin and Tibbs both looked at Marty. Look, all we know is that Marty's sister Patty and her boys were attacked by one of those pizza things, and she killed it. How, we're not sure. It had something to do with this infomercial antacid that she sells, Kevin said. Antacid, FBI Director Malcolm Tibbs said, dragging on his cigarette. He watched the two young guys, wondering if he were being had, 